Hello. Perfect. Ah, uh, Lazarus Farm. Oh, cheers. Good to see you, mate. Mmm. Mmm. Alright. We've done this before, haven't we? I think so. I don't remember when. <laughs> a long time ago. Um, mm. You know, let, let me do the sponsor thing first, and then we can maybe explain where we are to, because it, it does look pretty cool here. Okay. Any moment now, we're going to hear either a cow or a llama or a child having crashed the drone. <laughs> it's, it's highly likely. The, the, to be clear, yeah. not, not your drone, not my drone either. No, I can't see them though, so they've gone far enough away. Sponsor, sponsor. So sponsor this week is Veronis again. Uh, big thanks to Veronis, my, my longest term sponsor. Actually. I have heard you say that before. I have been very repetitive about Veronis, yeah. which, which is good, because uh, they've been fantastic. Uh, Veronis Force, Salesforce, Protect Salesforce, Dart from Overexposure and Cyber Threats. They've got the free link in here. I like pushing everyone to give stuff away for free. I like free stuff. It's all like mm. this. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, do go and check out Veronis as well, because they have been uh, amazing for me. One of the companies have actually been travel a long time. So, yeah, right. That's been a while, then. Well, mostly, but the, the very fact I'm here is, is travel. We've got those come from NDC. I know we want to want to talk about that, but let, let's get the farm stuff out of the way. So, yeah. where are we? What are all the things we're hearing? Well, we're on my farm, so I do live in the middle of nowhere, and um, we're sort of central Victoria-ish in Australia. So if you're not in Australia, Victoria is the state that's at the bottom of Australia. Not Tasmania. Almost. Yeah, Almost. not Tassie. Second but Victoria, yeah. Um, so right now it's winter. That's why it's all green. I know that doesn't make any sense, but <laughs> winter's green here. Although we do have ski fields about 90 minutes away. So it's sort of up in the high country. That's why there's hills behind us. Um, llamas, they may show up just over there, just over Troy's shoulder, maybe. They're in that paddock there. We'll, we'll see. see one back there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, there's llamas here, um, and it's lovely. It's really good. Vic, uh, be windy. That's absolutely right. You get a dead cat for the mic choice. So it's so all right. Adventure Matt. I was just saying that it's to you, wasn't I? I was like, is it gonna? Is that mic gonna sound bad? But it's not really windy, is it's it? It's not windy at all. Can we have feedback from someone other than Adventure Matt? No offense against you, Adventure Matt, but <laughs> just, just to make sure. Um, yeah. Because we did. We've got the the shotgun mic in, which last time we used this was pretty. Yeah. Pretty stable, um, but no. Um, hmm. I. Oh, what do I have? I have like a podcaster foam thingy. That's way too big for that. Yeah, no. Yeah. It did actually come with a little little windsock. I did. Okay. But it's meant to be like for proper windiness. Like, it's not windy. There's no wind at all. At all. Right. So, yeah. So I don't know. Anyway, someone else um, will tell us if it's terrible or not. Yeah. Um, it, it does, does sound, sound like wind, wind on the mic. That's interesting. Do we want to rotate? We can rotate. We can move rotate. it. Let's, let's rotate this way. <laughs> let's let's put something really beautiful in the background. This 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 nice car. You can tell that it's uh. You can tell that it's uh. This is live. I think the. Oh, the lighting's gonna be a bit weird now, but we're gonna have. Is that better? We gotta live Peebles? with this. I did have um. Yes, the mic did turn some wind, but now it's large. Okay. Oh, okay. We're just done. Oh, no, the lighting is terrible now, isn't it? Yeah. I can get a light. I have a light. Where do I put my light? I've got a light. Oh, no, it's in my bag. <laughs> you keep explaining the farm. All right, all right. Now we get a silhouette. Yeah, that's good. We can fix the silhouette. We'll just fix the lighting. Yeah, so the farm, we're on about 50 acres, which is not enough for farming and too much to sort of maintain, if I'm honest. So we need help. Um, but we do have, we do have people. There we go. We got a light on. Um, so, uh, yeah, Troy, come up. For a visit, 
because uh, if you happen to be in Melbourne, yeah, and see, man, that's the beautiful background. Well, thank you. We do like living here. Yeah, it's, it's really pretty. We'll do a little bit of drone footage and that sort of thing yeah. uh, in a while too. Yep. Uh, Shock Bice is still in Melbourne. No, so we're two Not hours quite. drive. Two hours drive from, from Melbourne. Melbourne. Yeah. Um, which is that was pretty easy driving, really, wasn't it? Like we, I think we so. stopped along the way. I, I posted a, a video on on Twitter. Um, we should get a little bit closer. Posted a little video on Twitter a little bit earlier on where we flew the drone out. And the kids are looking at it and they're just like, are they little kangaroos down there? I was like, I oh, know, let's go down and take a look. So we like flew down this valley, valley and there's just kangaroos everywhere. Yeah. One of the, I didn't tell you, one of the comments on my tweet, it's like, it looked like they've been a rucull because they're just all like laying oh, yeah. around, not moving at all. They, they were alive. They're alive. They were just not interfered with by chilled. humans because there was no roads or anything there. So mm. just drones. So, um, yeah, so now on the farm, you've got the llamas, but yep. they're, they're like a neighbor's llamas. Yeah, so we have the llamas are on our property, but they're owned by a neighbor, which is the best way to do it because I don't do farming. So we have <laughs> we have the llamas. I can put them on the internet and go look at them, but I don't have to actually know anything about them in terms of maintenance yeah. and care. So that's works out well. Um, and it keeps grass down. So NDC. So we were at NDC Melbourne. So the the first ever like proper NDC Melbourne last year. Yeah, I saw I've hosted the last two, which have been virtual, mm. and that was average. Um, not because of the hosting, the hosting was superb, but <laughs> no, it's just not. The I said same, that. Right? Yeah, it's just not the same. Um, last year we did get to go to the SSW office in Melbourne and host it together. So the three of us, me and Melissa and William, but it's nothing that beats being in person. So yeah, first time. It is. Uh, it was kind of surreal for us. So. Um I've been sharing our journeys. And in fact, I'll talk about some of the other places I've been in the, in the interim as well. But Charlotte and I were there with, with the kids and it was the first NDC that either of us have been to since London 2020 yeah. in Feb. And of course, we all left there not knowing what the, what the hell was going to oh, happen next. That was, there were jokes about, ha ha, I got coronavirus. Oh. And then suddenly that was not very funny. Well, I remember Ari so. and I were sitting in, in Heathrow with you yeah. in the airport yeah. at the very beginning of Feb 2020 and we're... Yep. Yeah, we were making a bit of a bit of light mm. of a, a situation that we didn't know was going to be so catastrophic. Yeah. So, anyway, so that was the last NDC we were at. So we hadn't seen uh, any of the NDC crew. Well, I was in Copenhagen three weeks ago. Oh, you had. That was yeah. my first NDC. But yes, in for Charlotte and I, we hadn't. Yeah. And that's uh, you know, given she spent seven years working there, and that was sort of our genesis of our relationship too. It's yeah. kind of a pretty Still important my important event. Uh, the venue in London, Charlotte and I had been scoping out in 2019, so we were, sorry, London, Melbourne. Uh, so we were actually at the Pan Pacific where we just held the event in 2019, trying to find, uh, you know, where's the right place to, to start doing it in, in, a, in Melbourne without yeah. knowing, of course, what was going to happen. Mm. It was quite funny to walk back into it and go, oh, yeah, like three years ago, <laughs> we were looking. Yeah, I remember was, that, because I was there, that was for Yao. That was, um, well, Yao was on the same time. Now, um, I guess getting getting back on topic, uh, mm-hmm. NDC being at an event in person, is, it, it felt almost normal, I'd say, didn't it? Yeah, I think half of it was first time NDC Melbourne was on properly. Half of it was Melbourne still sort of recovering from massive lockdowns and, you know, do we actually do person stuff? Um, so, yeah, it was a small event. Still good, though. I met so many people I hadn't seen for ages. Yeah. So, nothing beats it. Oh, from Copenhagen. There you go. Hey, you know that place. I do. <laughs> Lars is Danish, for those yes. of you who 
she always speaks English to Charlotte and she hadn't seen Charlotte you know for like two and a half years so when they saw each other for the first time a few days ago Heather was like you sound completely different <laughs> you know like your accent has completely changed so well, yeah. she's being very Australianized which I'm actually quite proud of I think it's pretty cool yeah yeah it's, uh, I am too I mean I've been here most of my adult life so you sound very Aussie and in fact one of one of Charlotte's good Norwegian friends on the Gold Coast has been here for 20 years or something you know she'd be similar age to us and it's like I could not pick her from, from another Aussie without, oh, right. without really really having uh-huh. to think about it so I think there's yeah. something about your Scandies you know when you I don't know when you get I've always here. liked languages so so uh, yeah it, it felt mostly normal I felt the numbers were the, I think everyone's happy with the numbers you know not the biggest NDC event but the first in-person one yeah. still a little bit weird off the back of COVID um, mm. one of the first people we met when we got to the hotel was said, said I'm not going to come anywhere near you got coughing, on a, coughing and a headache and we're like okay we'll just yeah <laughs> but people were good there were three speakers that weren't there because they didn't feel well so mm. I'm hoping that's the one thing people are learning yeah yeah, I just hope it doesn't turn into like every now and then. I, I noticed a, a comment about RSA in San Francisco the other day, and apparently like 115 people or something have tested positive Jeez. that they know of. Or, yeah, I, I don't know, some large number. I mean, that's a massive, massive event oh. as well. It might be like 15 people from NDC, but if that. Um, so that that was good. We had uh, had a nice surprise birthday party for Charlotte, which you didn't make. Sorry. I know. <laughs> You were busy, but it was really nice. <laughs> so yeah, that was yeah. It's just nice when you do fun. those things in person again. It, it is, mm. and to, that was sort of the first time we saw a lot of the mm. people that we haven't seen for so long. Yeah, Ari did a coding session. You popped in on that for a bit, so he did uh, did code combat for the kids. Kids sent that was that. pretty cool. I hadn't actually seen code combat before. I don't think oh, I've right. done the code.org yeah. things, and there's another one similar, you know, non-profit thing. Uh, I can't remember what's called now. But it's the same sort of block idea. But you were saying Code Combat just takes it one step further. Well, it was interesting. So he did uh, an interview with Adam Cogan at SSW yesterday, and Adam was was sort of grilling him as, as Adam does <laughs> on, on uh, well, you know, why do you like Code Combat? And, he, and I was sort of saying, well, you know, it's it's, it's a game, right? So you, you're sort of slaying ogres and things like that, but you're doing it with uh, with Python. Yeah. And it's it's pretty Mickey Mouse Python, if if we're honest. But it's it's the building blocks, and they start to recognise things, and and the fact look at that sun coming through. I don't care that we're silhouettes. How nice does that look? It's pretty good. I can just do this. You can just see my face. Hello. Jeez. I know. Yeah, that later. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> but you know, it's it's what drives the kids, and and I remember even for um for code.org, <laughs> I'm trying not to get myself in trouble saying this now. I'll, I'll try and. There's a very practical place I'm going here, but do you remember you were there in in Utah when uh, Michelle Obama and myself (laughs) and a few other people did keynotes and Aaron was on stage, Aaron Sconard, the Mm, uh, CEO CEO of Pluralsight, friend of ours, and he was talking about uh, code.org and he was saying, I forget the exact terminology he used, but he was basically explaining that when you go into code.org, there are some things that will appeal more to girls and some things that will appeal more to boys. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. And there was a bit of like a crowd reaction. Yeah, yeah. When he said that. Now, I, I, and he backpedaled very, very quickly. But what, what he was trying to say is that there's, what seems to be getting the kids involved is that they see things that they relate to and that they're interested in. Yep. And frankly, I don't care what gender you are, whether you decide to do the Batman one or the princess oh, whatever. one. Or I mean, whatever. Who gives a shit? If you're in there writing code, <laughs> like that's the exactly. point. Exactly. 
And uh, the reason that got me thinking about that with Code Combat is that all of the kids seem to really, really like the idea of slaying dragons. Oh, yeah. And if, if slaying dragons is what gets people into a browser writing code, yeah. you know, I good just, on them. I just, uh, the wind makes it still just, win. <laughs> yeah. I should have brought the fluffy sock. Yeah. You know what I'm going to do? Well, let's turn it a little bit more this way because I think the wind's coming from that way. And that way, maybe the the vision will be a bit better too. So you can see us but not hear us. Every, <laughs> to just realise, what the hell is that? That thing. <laughs> so you put children's fingers in it. No, it's for a... Uh, like uh, an old for, clothing press. It's for wringing laundry. But we've... Um, you can turn the wheel, but it doesn't actually do anything. It's, we don't want people's uh, children's fingers in it. Whenever we have kids visit, that's the first thing they go and turn that wheel, which is just there. Well, that's a very rustic look in yeah. the background. So exactly. hopefully that improves the uh, the audio a little bit. It certainly improved the light. The light's better, much. yeah, exactly. I've got to remember my fluffy sock for that next time. Yeah. Uh, your talk, you spoke this morning. What did you talk I about? I did. I, uh, I spoke about um, sentiment analysis of my spam emails. Oh, you want more explanation, right? Um, so using machine on, learning, it, it was. I was trying. I wanted to learn about machine learning, so I do Azure stuff, and I decided to an analyze my spam emails because why wouldn't you? Just trying to find an interesting way into it. And what so, was the, the sort of the conclusion? So the conclusion, you well, it was a bit of a contrived example, right? But put your spam emails through. We'll keep moving. There we go. Put your spam emails through the Azure Cognitive Services Text Analytics part or API, and it'll give you back saying, "Hey, this overall this um, email or this text string is positive, neutral, mm. negative," and it'll break it down and even give you uh, opinion mining. But does it do that so, for like the whole email? Like, do you pump the whole body of the email in? Yeah, yeah, the whole body. Yeah, um, and it just breaks it down in sentences. So it's super easy. I mean, does it just conclude like spam bad? Because <laughs> it doesn't know what you're putting into it, right? So yeah. it's the sentiment. Is this positive, yeah. negative? And then I sort of like, okay, well, if it's a business email, then I've categorized the emails and then said, well, um, overall shopping spam is both positive and negative. Overall health spam is always negative because, you know, oh, no, you're going to die. You better click on the link. Yeah, right. And business is always positive because you're going to win a million dollars tomorrow. Today, so can we do anything useful with it? No, <laughs> the, the premise was not to do anything useful with spam. The premise was that if you want to learn machine learning, it's really easy to get into. Right, like it was it was a way to get people excited about machine learning. Azure sentiment analysis. Mm. All right, I got another one for you here, and you don't know about this one, Lars. I tweeted this this morning, but uh, I'm gonna just this is a data breach disclosure notice from uh, sixth, you know, the car hike, the car hike, yeah. So, someone uh. Overnight, someone sent me the notice that they had got in English, and yeah. then I noticed that a whole bunch of other people had tweeted me ones in like German and French and things like that. So obviously they're they're going through their it entire international base. Yeah, so. well, it, it, it's international. They're they're sending it out in different languages, and I was reading the disclosure notice, and I, and I tweeted about this. So I won't say what I'll tweet. I'll just read you the start of this disclosure okay. notice. And All right. Get you I haven't reaction. seen this by the way. Dear customer. We are writing to you today as a valued customer of Sixth. It's a star next to Sixth. I don't know what's going well, that's, that's how they write it, see? Yeah, but there's a star after the T. As though oh. somewhere down here there's a footnote which will explain that. Anyway, here's the good bit. As you have probably read in the press, cyber attacks on European businesses and authorities are currently on the rise. What? I haven't read that <laughs> anywhere. It says you probably have. I'll probably have, yes. Our business has also been the target of a criminal cyber attack. 
Oh. So it's okay because everybody else has. Right. So so th- this was my my conclusion. This. Right. Uh, oh, poor six. This this felt like all the other kids are getting hit as well. You know, it's like we got hit too. Yeah, maybe not so bad. That's for us. what it sounds like. Yes. Uh, wow. So what did you want me to do? No, I I just wanted to see how did you react to that. Yeah, without... I, that's exactly what you just said. Yeah. Like, it sounds as like, soon as I read it. Yeah. Mm. It's uh. It's, so, it's almost the uh, what is the term? What aboutism? Uh, Deflecting yeah, yeah, onto yeah, you. But what about yeah. all the others that are also being breached? Yep. It almost feels like that. It was very, very much deflection. I'll um, I'll tell you what else is in here. I mean, it's it's a lot of it's very typical sort of stuff. Uh, uh, in accordance with our security protocols for key topics, something in here about your passwords are okay. So all your personal data is screwed, but your passwords are okay. I don't care about my password. Um, actually, what did, I shouldn't just say screwed. In your case, this concerns certain customer master data, such as first and last name, customer card number, which I think is a sixth number, not a credit card number, mm-hmm. and general contact data, such as address and email address. At present, it cannot be ruled out that further individual information resulting from documents in connection with car rental bookings, driver's licenses, doesn't say driver's licenses, may be affected. In particular, rental periods, payment methods, as well as location or driving license numbers. That's a bit more serious because driver's license numbers now identity proof data. Yeah, they are. Your password and credit card number are not affected. They always write that. <laughs> yeah, but you know why. It's like yeah, I know. your credit card because all right, we don't want to get the PCI ban hammer or anything like that because we sort of take. Pass. But as a consumer, I don't really care about the credit card. No, because that's the thing that you can easily replace. Correct. Anyway, anyway. all right. So that that was sixth. Um, I, I, <laughs> Because we spent the whole week doing the NDC things, like there, mm. there's really not much more that, that I have in terms of, of content. So I thought I'd just sort of ask if, if anyone's got questions for Lars and I, anything about the, the farm equipment behind him. The farm equipment? Oh, it's not farm equipment. No, it's a chair. But it's oldie worldie clothes press mm. equipment. Yeah. Um, let us know. Otherwise, what, what I did have on the list, I was going to fill in the gap while I'm traveling between what happened when I did the video last week and what happened now. So, I was in Melbourne in a hotel when I did this video a week ago, and then on on Saturday the kids flew down and we went to Phillip Island, um, racetracks, penguins. It's basically the two things Phillip Island's known for. So, yeah. so we went and did this penguin show. Have you been to see the penguins? Oh yeah, yeah, four or five times. Oh wow, right. jeez. Yeah. Okay, are you keener than me, mate? Yeah. I'm happy I saw it once. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, like. It's Penguin Plus, which is what you did, I think. I was going to say, did you ever go when you were young? But you weren't really in Australia as a kid. No. But I remember going there as as a kid when I was living in Victoria, uh, and it was sort of a big deal to go and see the penguins. Now they used to be called fairy penguins. Apparently, they're not fairy penguins anymore. They're little penguins. Yes. And there, some of them have been knitted costumes. Right, for those too cold or yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, now it, it wasn't uh, it wasn't one of these modern day. There are certain words you can't use to describe penguins. Things apparently there are like multiple different terms to yeah. describe the penguin, and they're the smallest one. So I wonder if this is just Australian because it seems like very Australian. It's like what do we call those little penguins? Th- ah, stuff it. Little penguins. Yeah, it's a bit like ah, oh, that big sandy desert. What do we call it? <laughs> big sandy desert. Big sandy desert. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that Barrier Reef looks great. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, they're little oh, penguins. Works. But the thing that I really noticed from when I went as a kid to now is just massive investment because now oh, yeah. this oh yeah they must have spent probably tens of millions of dollars building that yeah. place out it's huge so to, so to you know since we're talking about penguins 
it's a conservation project, right? Mm. So all the money that they get from it goes into the conservation of these penguins, um, which are not that common apparently, because this colony has what four thousand or something. Um, but it's quite, it's quite spectacular. So if you've ever made it to make it to Victoria, it's very well worth it. What's kind of cool? They they had a ranger sort of talking stuff through, and then she said, look, they'll. Um, they wait till the sun sets because when they go and land, they're they're easy prey for birds yeah. and things like this. So they wait till the sun sets and then they all clump together to make themselves look as big as possible. <laughs> well, if yeah. I'm next to you, there's fifty percent chance for me to get napped by a bird. Oh, right? it's, well, okay, there's there's that too. But it was just kind of like if we all make ourselves look like one big blob, we don't look like a little penguin. We look yeah. like a big fat seal or something. I don't know. <laughs> And then they, they come out of the water very tentatively all together and they stop on the rocks and they're looking around. They're like, is anyone going to come and get me? Anyway, and then they walk up. Um, but it was really cool the way this walkway went out there. Could, we we could have like let down and grabbed them, yeah. which was of course you don't do to penguins. Um, yeah. I don't think you do. But mate, we got some really good photos. So I did that. The next day on, on Sunday, I went to, to Phillip Island Racetrack, went to the go-karts. Have you driven those carts there? No, because I went in last November and it was all sold out. I couldn't book it in. as a bummer. The carts were great. They mm. were so good. We had two two sessions, uh, two back-to-back sessions. Uh, and Ari was very happy because he has to be 12 to drive the carts. He's 12. He's fine. <laughs> so he and I had single carts and it was just absolutely smashing it around that track. And it was so beautiful. Yeah. And it's the tra- so I don't know if anyone's into motor racing here, but Phillip Island Racetrack is a GT track as well. So the the motor, motor- yeah the motor yeah. GP is there. One of the races on there. They also do a local V8 supercar series. But the go kart track is an exact replica of the actual track, just next to it, but it's smaller. It's very cool. So you mm. get the actual track. Same size. I'd yeah. love to ride the big track now. In a go kart. <laughs> not in a go- not, not one of those go karts. <laughs> anyway, it takes forever. Yeah. So we did that, and then we uh, we went over the over Port Phillip Bay on a ferry. So we put the car on a ferry, which was kind of novelty factor for a little while. That is the world's slowest ferry. Yeah, it was like forty five minutes to go about that far. That far, yeah, man. Yeah, uh, and then drove down the Great Ocean Road. So Aussies will know the Great Ocean Road, but it's it's a little bit like the other thing. Someone looked at it and went, "Gee, that road looks great." Mm. The one next to the ocean. Yeah, oh, there we go. But it is an epic road, isn't oh, it? It's, is. a, it's a copy of the one uh, in uh, California. Okay. Yeah. So after the First World War, when all yeah. the men came back, didn't have anything to do, they built the Great Ocean Road. Yeah. Mm. Aussie facts from the day. I that. know. Full of it. So that was a beautiful drive. We drove down to Apollo Bay and had a couple of nights in Apollo Bay. Went and saw all of the all the tourist sites down there. And it was quite funny actually because Ari's like, you know, I want to see the Windows Lock Screen. It's like what? <laughs> the Windows Lock Screen, the Twelve Apostles. Oh, oh, this default one. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Default ones. So the Twelve Apostles. In, in a, a very un-Australian way, where we normally just name everything after what it is, there's not 12. There were no. originally, I think there were originally nine, and now there's... Like, I thought there was 14. No. Well, maybe there was. I'm not sure. Because yeah. it's like, imagine you've got a, a piece of land, and it's all like lime and clay and all this sort of stuff, mm. and then the water washes out a bit and just leaves a bit hanging there. Yeah. And there's a bunch of those, and you, you would have seen photos of it before, no matter where you are in the world. So there's a, there's a heap of those left. A couple of them have fallen down in recent years. New ones will be made as that erodes the coast. Mm. So we went and saw that. Saw uh, there's one called London Bridge. Yeah, that's well, it's child not so running bridge. back. Yeah, there's children running everywhere here. Yeah. We don't it's farm fun. children generally, but there are some running around here. It's one out of four. The other three. Hey, hey come on, Liv. <laughs> He's off. <laughs> so yeah, went down to London Bridge. Um, 
Ari wanted to see the grotto, so there's a place called the grotto, which is, is like you, cool. you walk down the way, it's really cool. It's just like mm. a hole in the rock. And then, you, yeah, we had some epic photos and so on. My favourite is the beach at Lockhart Gorge. Oh, yeah? Mm. Where, is that further around? Uh, it's between Bay of Islands and yeah. um, London Bridge, I believe. I think. They come in succession. Once you, if you go there, you drive and drive and drive and drive, and suddenly there's like 20 different things to look at within what, yeah. F- yeah. 15 kilometres. So it's all so beautiful. Um, hey, do you guys want to fly drone? Yeah, like three minutes. Three minutes. We'll fly the drone. <laughs> oh, jeez. It's the simple thing. Sitting on the farm with your oldie worldy stuff and flying our drones. Mm, uh, so we did that and did the um, all the bits down the Great Ocean Road, then then came back to Melbourne. And then yeah, the, the rest we've done. Did you see? Yeah. So. Oh, wow. So what's next to you? When's, when's your what's travel? What's next? Where do you go next? Oh, not much, to be honest. I've done too much already. Um, you, you just come back from San Francisco doing Pluralsight, and you just come back from Europe before that. Yeah, I did. Well, I, I went, so I, I'm not full-time for Pluralsight, so I had to go there for the, the headquarters, 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 uh, in Salt Lake City, and then I did um, Dev Summon Stockholm, Tecarama in Belgium, NDC Copenhagen, came back for a week, and then did what we call Pluralsight Link, Jeez. which is a new small event. Yeah. Um, about linking people, I know, fantastic name. Um, Australian, San Francisco and then Melbourne so <laughs> I don't think I have, I'm going anywhere until September there's this wedding or something I think yeah so yeah I hear that's going to be really nice yeah I'm not so big, sure big social event yeah we'll see so, social social life event <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, but no I've got I've got a whole bunch of stuff professionally to do actually it's quite exciting um, my office is right behind us in there if you haven't checked out Lars's YouTube channel and he's <laughs> His extensive amount of IoT and, oh, and, and llama cams down at the moment. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll get it up again because the llama's actually not running. Right. But yeah, a lot of networking. We have, I think it's about 30 acres covered in Wi-Fi now. Oh, jeez. So oh, it's nice. everywhere on the farm as well. Love that you've got your Wi-Fi. Yeah. It wasn't plug. meant to be a plug. No, but it's, it's, <laughs> I was sitting in your living room this morning. I was looking at your ceiling. I recognise that. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. one of those. It's right on. And you've got a, you've got one of the access things in the door just there. Yeah, too. and behind your head is one as well, right there. See? Oh, yeah, that's one of the um, the flex. The flex ones? Yeah. yeah. yeah I've got one of those on my roof. Cool. Much of All right, we should wrap it up and go fly the drones with the kids. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you for watching. Uh, look, I hope the, the audio and the video is sufficient for purpose. Um, at least at try number three. We tried. We'll see. All right. <laughs> Thanks, folks. All see right. ya. Bye. Look at that. I've got my big finger right in front of the camera now. Nice. <laughs>